Hello, welcome. This is the first of what I hope will be a series of podcasts where we'll talk about all things creativity and music related. So inspiring projects from around the world, stories about how music's affected different people at different times in their lives, and basically anything that we come across that has something unique and interesting about it and that relates to the amazing universal language that is music. For this first episode, I was blessed with the opportunity to talk to Dan Blackwell. He is the founder of the awesome project that is 4 by Collective. Now, 4 by Collective is a worldwide music collaboration project whereby Dan organizes meetups with musically creative minds from around the globe to compose and record original music. This not only promotes undiscovered talent, but it also celebrates unity and peace, which is definitely something we could use a lot more of. A recent Kickstarter campaign of Dan's first caught my attention, and this was a project relating to an all-female orchestra based in Afghanistan. The orchestra is the first of its kind and goes by the name Zora. When Dan found out about Zora, he was inspired to reach out to them. So he composed a piece of music entitled Sister, and he released it within a video as an open letter to the talented women of the orchestra. It's a beautiful piece of music. I'll play it for you towards the end of the session. There's also a wonderful animation within the video, and you can check all that out over on YouTube or visit fullbarcollective.com. The Afghanistan National Institute of Music soon responded to Dan's proposal, and they agreed to arrange a collaboration with him. So he'll be traveling out to Afghanistan and recording Zora performing the song as well as filming a detailed documentary about the musicians and just generally about life as a creative in a country that for so long refused to allow music at all. When I heard about what Dan was doing, I wanted to find out more about it, more about what Fall Bar Collective represents, more about Zora. It's incredible what they've achieved and what they've fought for and I just generally wanted to learn what Dan's hopes are for the upcoming trip and what it will entail. I reached out to him for an interview and he very kindly obliged. So, without further ado, here's how it went. Dan Blackwell, hello. How's it hello. going? Hello. I'm very good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you so much for your time today, for coming to chat with me. It's a privilege to have you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to talk to you too. So, um, fighting extremism with music, this is the Kickstarter campaign title that first grabbed my attention. Mm, yeah, it's a headline, it's isn't it? It's quite a headline, yeah, it's quite magnetic. <laughs> um, I think as a concept, it's, it's intriguing, it's optimistic, and it's obviously loaded with challenge, but I think it's just full of possibility and hope, and I, I do think it's amazing, the whole sister project. Um, so, yeah, it's a real privilege to, to talk with you. Um, just to offer a bit of background, um, how did you get started with the 4Bar Collective and what led to the idea, like the first collaboration? Um, well, I actually came up with the whole project overnight. I kind of stayed up all night one night. Um, I'd been working as a session guitarist for quite a long time and um, the music industry that I was kind of involved in was very backstabbing and uh, very... Everybody was out for themselves, and um, and I'd had an argument with the manager, and I stayed up, um, stayed up all night just trying to work out a way that I could carry on doing music, the thing that I love, without there being all of the the, the selfishness that was involved and all, and all the kind of back, backstabbing that surrounded it. Um, so I wanted to create a corner of the music industry 
that was supportive, that was collaborative, where people appreciated musicians, you know, because when, when you're working with artists and you go to a gig with them, some artists can be very, oh, well, they're not good for these reasons or these reasons. They're looking for things wrong with whoever the performer is out of insecurity yeah. for themselves, you know, because if somebody else is on stage doing a better job with them, they get a bit... You know, so, well, so some right. people do. Some people do. So, yeah. Some people look look at people on stage and go, "Wow, yeah, I, I'm going to take some take some advice from that." But when I when I go on stage, even if they're even if they're not very good, the person I'm seeing performing, I look for the good. You know, I look for the good, and I I, I I want to talk to them afterwards, and I want to say these bits were really really great. You know, focus on that yeah. and, and bring the best out of people. You know, so I'm looking for the good in music all the time. Yeah, exactly. No, I completely agree with that. It's the same way that I approach mm. music reviews, I guess. There's always, you yeah. know, there's always something special and something gold about it and you just have yeah. to look for those strengths, like, yeah. definitely. Um, so do you have a background in music? Did you study music or...? I did, yeah. Um, I left school when I was about 15. Um, I, did, I did a GCSE, GCSE in music, but I think I got an F. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I was predicted an A star. Um, so I don't know if I got somebody else's grade there or not, but I wasn't really too <laughs> fast at the time. You know how it is when Perhaps you're 15. Perhaps you were too, um, too creatively free going your own yeah. way. Yeah. Rather than uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then after that, I applied for a, a place at uh, the Academy of Contemporary Music in Guildford um, to study right. guitar there. So I've been learning guitar since I was about maybe 11 or 12. Um, nice. And and I wanted to get into that. So I moved down to Guildford when I was 17 and I studied diploma and higher diploma in guitar performance and contemporary music. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so the Four Bar Collective, so you, is it about seven years you, that, that's been together now? No. Um, let me think. I, I came up with the idea in 2013. Um, okay. And then I ran it for six months and then it went on a hiatus um, until just over a year ago. Right. So okay. in total, it's been running. Act, it's been active for about a year and a half, I would say. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, how many projects have you kind of done in that time so far? <sighs> um, it's it's hard to say. I've probably worked within the range between two hundred and three hundred musicians. Um, wow. Yeah, and of, of all different backgrounds as well. Um, and the projects, I've, I've probably done about 10, 10 tracks, I think. Now, a lot of them I took down okay. um, about a year ago uh, because they, they were good, but, you know, the video quality wasn't there. They were, you know, it was kind of a bit pixely right. and things like that. And I just kind of decided I wanted to start fresh a little bit um, yeah. and, you know, give it a kind of reboot. Um, so at the moment I have um, I have two two solid tracks out at the moment um, that have been released with videos, um, and I'm sat on quite a few projects at the moment. But I I'm kind okay. of holding everything off until until this uh, until after the Afghanistan project. Yeah, no, fair enough. That makes sense. So I guess yeah. you've had kind of a year and a half um, practicing, essentially. And yeah, sort of really. It's it's been experimenting. Yeah, traveling yeah. around and trying things out and finding, you know, it, it's it's difficult when when you when you have a project that hasn't really been done before. There's nobody I can turn to, 
to look to for for advice or how to do things. I have to kind of yeah. find my own way. Um, so it's yeah, it has just been a case of putting myself out there and letting it evolve. And I don't think it is even fully evolved yet. You know, every month that goes by, it gets closer to being to to to, to living its potential. Um, and it's getting there. I think everything's going to change a lot with this Afghanistan project. Yeah, definitely. Sure. It looks so. Um, and that's something I was going to ask about, actually. So um, was there were there some projects around at the time that you started it that kind of inspired you to, to go that direction? Um, like, how did you... When I started Four Bar Collective? Think of it, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me think. Um, no. no. I mean, there, there, there were, um, but none that I naturally knew of. I actually found out about them after I came up with the idea, um, which is a good thing, really. Um, yeah, so I, the idea actually, it, it kind of initially spawned musically from just how I used to play around when I first started producing and composing. Um, you start playing around with loops, don't you, on Garage Band and things like that, you know. So that yeah, you had all yeah. these, these loops that were all in the same key and you could have them all in the same tempo and you'd make a song out of them. And so I thought, what if, I were to take four bar loops um, but record them like myself originally you know mm. if, if I can make a song out of these random loops and put them together and make this kind of bonobo-esque kind of lemon jelly kind of song right, then right. Um, why, why not do it by meeting up with people yeah Bit of yeah an makes sense yeah <laughs> it's yeah no it's something that it's always something that I've wanted to do and I've done it on occasion sort of long distance collaboration but mm. um, what I like about what you're doing is that you do actually meet up um, I mean with this project in particular you're, you're going to go over there and uh, yeah. and it's going to be incredible I'm super excited for you yeah. um, have there been so you have done some meetups you've done some traveling and you've gone and yeah. is that correct yes okay. yeah 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 so um so I it all started around the UK. Um, I was going to Wales and Scotland and places like that as well. I was going all yeah. over, just driving all about the place. Um, I would try and keep keep a track within an area. So I would do a track around London in Surrey or something like that. Or okay. I'd do one that would be more Manchester, Scotland kind of thing. Um, just so I wasn't going up and down, up and down, side to side, all over the place. Yeah. And I had um, volunteer drivers and volunteers who would let me stay on their sofas and feed me and things like that so yeah because you know it was all just um everybody coming together and helping me out and it was it was it was a really really um really fun and exciting time I've got to say and uh, the first place the first time I went abroad oh okay um the first time I went abroad uh was to Italy um because I met a guy in London um called Jonathan Gaglioni uh, who's a great musician and he played on the third track I did. And he's from, from Northern Italy near Milan. And he said, I know so many musicians in Northern Italy. I used to be in a band over there. Well, if, you know, like, I, so I was like, I tell you what, I'll buy, I'll buy us tickets. We'll fly over there. You get to see your family and you'll be my guide. And he did, he just, nice. uh, he booked it all for me. He, you know, he got his, all ma his mates to drive us from one place to the other. And we drove around, uh, we drove around Italy, you know, and, it's it's so great all the kind of adventures you have in between you know the people you meet um, because you you meet one person and they will know so many other people they will have their own ideas you know so yeah, exactly. it's just just meeting up with creative minds day after day I would meet up with between one to five musicians in a day so wow. 
yeah, so I would go go to all these different houses, and I might one one person might have give me lunch, and one person might give me dinner, and then afterwards with a, with a group of people, I might go to the pub with them in that to their local pub or something like that. Yeah, so you I'll get the initial the circle, and then you get everybody else's circle yeah, as yeah. well. Which... And you meet more and more people, and it spreads out. That's awesome. And yeah, that's what makes it such a unique project, I think, because there's not too many people that do actually go out there, and, and that's where you get the real experience, isn't it? It's not mm. just the the online sort of aspect. I mean, I guess did you find everybody online? How do you even begin? Yeah, um, pretty. Um, I I began because I'd been touring before as a session guitarist, and um, I had met so many musicians through that, um, through support tours, and you just do right. when you're touring. Um, so I had all of those friends to to sort of contact. Um, so that that was a big help that got me started very well and yeah online really i just put it out and just said message me get involved and i got a really really good response from it okay cool so you just kind of opened the door and said anyone's welcome let's yeah. do this kind yeah, of thing yeah yeah exactly you know okay cool yeah that's awesome um so tell us a little bit about the the upcoming project then so you first discovered the zora orchestra um was it through facebook i believe yes i was just um I was just sat around scrolling through my newsfeed and I saw a feature video about them and it had Nagina, uh, who's the, the conductor, she's Afghanistan's first ever female conductor and she was talking about her story about how uh, some of her family had disowned her and her dad because her dad was, was letting her play music and so they said that he wasn't their son anymore and you know and things like that God. and um, yeah crazy and just how passionate they were uh, about about what they were doing you know and it just it yeah it really really moved me and straight away ideas started coming into my head the second I saw it it was kind of at first I was like because I had so many things going on I was working on about three or four tracks simultaneously it was very much like I think I even reposted it on the full bar page I shared I shared the video I saw and I said you know I'm very busy this year but maybe sometime in the future I could work with these guys and then it sort of started developing my head. I was like, actually, this is really, really, really great. And this is happening right now. This video has just gone up. My way, you know? yeah. Yeah, like, why don't I... I can put everything else on hold and, and focus on this. And things... Dots just started adding together in my head. I thought, I've got a friend who lives in Afghanistan. She's been working over there for, for a couple of years. So she might be able to help me out. I think she was working um, for a charity over there. Um, so I thought that's a possibility and and I, I just started looking into it about how how realistic it was to go over there to Afghanistan and it is very possible you you can even go over there as a tourist though that's not really advised but I wanted to do it as a journalist you know follow follow a route that had been very well trodden that right, was the okay. safe proper way of doing it where the government knows about it I've got my visa sorted out and everything's taken care of properly Okay, so are you, you're going by yourself then? Yes. Okay, and you've got security and stuff sorted out, sort of. Yeah, they're meeting me at the airport. And, yeah. And you've got accommodation and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So um, my my travel and accommodation are taken care of by the same company. Um, so they're going to pick me up, take me to my accommodation, and it's it's like a sort of hostel slash hotel that's got a big big ten foot wall around it um, with armed guards, and. I'll be in there, and I've got my own room, which is nice, a little ensuite as well. So I was, wasn't expecting any of that. Um, yeah, um, 
and I think the way it works is I'm not allowed to go out and get groceries and things like that um, in the area or something. So the cook goes and gets everything like that for me. Apparently, you're, you're, I'll, I'll be quite um, quite babied, to be honest, while I'm over there. Um, right, okay. Because all my cooking will be done for me and all my washing will be done for me and things like that. Which will be good because it means I can just focus on the project, you know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that gives you um, sort of... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you'll be you have exact you'll know what you need to do. I mean, you've already written the piece of music, um, mm. which we'll talk about in a second. Um, have you have you sort of talked about are they going to practice something beforehand? Do you know what you're going to do together? Is it going to be a completely new version? Um, um, well, I'm I'm interested um, because I was talking to Sazrifa the other day. Uh, she is um, she's one of the main members of, of Zora and she she went to study at Yale. Um, really really interesting woman um she was saying that they've they've altered it a bit which uh, <laughs> which which i'm intrigued about so you know i think but they've altered the, the track the you track mean? a little bit yeah right, so, right. so nice. i'm interested so so i wrote it out and when i composed it originally i composed it pretty free um in terms of instrumentation i you know there's trumpets in there i didn't know exactly what their setup was um so I did it like that, and then the music director, um, she sent me uh, the, the sort of instrument lineup of, of the women and everything they had. Um, and so I learned all about their instruments, and then I wrote it all to those instruments. So I kind of did a new arrangement of it. Then I made sure the score um, scanned properly, that it all looked right. And uh, we sort of bounced it back and forth a couple of times with a few drafts till it was right. And then, then so now they've got they've they've had the complete draft for for quite a while now and they've been rehearsing it. Okay, awesome. So mm. are you gonna are you gonna be playing an instrument with them? Is it is it? Are no, you just gonna no, record? I'm just gonna record them. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. So essentially, it'd be a completely different, uh, like a cover version, I guess, um, of what you've. Yeah. Well, about. moving anything from from something written on a computer to something written to something being performed with a real orchestra, it's it's going to sound different, isn't it? With with the way they play the sitars and, you know, I I, I kept yeah. it quite simple. I kept it with quite a lot of room for embellishment. You know, because there might there might be little runs with the sitars and, and and all the other instruments that that I wouldn't have thought of. Um, so I'm very open to have their input into the song. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. I mean, it's a beautiful piece of music, Thank um, you very and much. the way it builds up is just genuinely really uplifting. It's lovely to listen Brilliant. to. That's exactly um, what I was going for. But yeah, the kind of riffs that you've used, I can you can see that sort of being translated to a number of different instruments. So it's super exciting. I really look forward mm. to to hearing what they do with it and. Uh, yeah, go with it. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so was the collaboration in your mind when you when you composed the piece or was it just that at first you wanted to reach out and say that you know I I'm aware of you I see you I think you're amazing kind of thing mm. I kind of the way I tend to work is I get a full game plan in my head before I do anything really right okay so um even this happening right now, this conversation, and if I'm being interviewed on a TV show in the future, I, I've I've kind of pictured that in my head before I even wrote the piece of music. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like so, everything that's happening now on the timeline, I kind of planned out okay. initially, so, and then I began. So your yeah. thought process, pretty much from the moment you heard about them and you listened to them play and you you heard them talking and stuff, was 
than to make your way to like I want to go over there. Yeah. I, I want to. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I, awesome. I put put together a whole kind of plan um, to just just to make sure it was all possible to to see it all through in my mind and then make that into a reality. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's the the best way to get stuff done, I guess. You've got to sort of have the plan and and then there's nothing left to do but execute and, and kind of get it all done. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so are you gonna, what are you taking over there to record it? You're gonna film it, you're gonna do the documentary. Mm. Um, is that something that you've got a background in as well? Because sort of the whole point of film In videography? Um, yeah, yeah. Not really, it's just kind of um, from necessity to be honest, because I've been, I've been sort of making my way as a composer for such a long time. Sorry. Um, it, I've I've had to make show reels and uh, score to films and things like that where video editing is just something I've I've just done. It's just something I've been doing for a long time, and then recently I realised that you know you you get better and better and better as you do these things. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm learning right now uh, a lot about using cameras and getting my equipment all properly set up, and I'm over the next few weeks I'm going to be essentially drilling it I'm going to be practicing how I'm going to set the cameras up speed you yeah. know a little, a little bit like when a soldier learns how to sort of put a gun together and clean a gun and that kind of thing it's just like right quicker 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 yeah you know Forrest Gump style um, <laughs> just making <laughs> making a habit of it I guess yeah exactly I'm just going to be setting up the tripod getting the camera on and all that kind of thing that's so awesome it's, yeah. It's, yeah it's I'm going to have to use a lot of trickery and a lot of remote control turning cameras on and off on my phone and things like that yeah uh, to make it all work and changing camera angles and but if if you have that all planned out, I mean, I have it all written out step by step, every angle, the whole thing storyboarded so that I get it absolutely perfect. But then at the same time, be ready for anything to happen because you really can't predict, especially in Afghanistan, the electricity could go out for a week at a time. That could right, happen while yeah. I'm over there, so I'm yeah. going to have to be ready. <laughs> That's something I was going to ask. I mean, do you, do you have any trepidation about the trip at all? Is there anything that you're concerned about or worried about? Or are you just kind of just treating it as is and... and being prepared to expect, I guess, anything. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I try not to. Um, I don't really tend to give much life to, to negative thought. I just kind of picture it happening well. But yeah, I, I, I suppose there is an element of trepidation surrounding, surrounding, as I say, the electricity giving out, um, or or little things like the Wi-Fi going, um, just so that I, I'm not able to touch base with anybody like my family or anything like that yeah. you know um you know i'm kind of more worried for them to be honest because if they're kind of there worrying or my friends or anything and i they haven't heard from me for a week and they know i'm in afghanistan that would be an issue um, yeah you know I'd, I'd be concerned about them worrying um you know sometimes pe people can get a bit hysterical when you say about afghanistan they start getting into to the Taliban and, and ISIS and all these kinds of things. And sometimes I find myself buying into it a little bit and starting to entertain the notions of being captured or tortured or all these kinds of things. But it's it's not very likely, to right. be honest. It's, you know, pe people are doing this all the time. So being realistic about it, it's, it's very unlikely that's going to happen. And if something yeah. like that does happen... I'm, I'll, I'll just have to roll with it, won't I? You know, what, what, what is worrying going to do? It's not going to serve me in any way to, to be concerned about it. No, exactly. <laughs> There's going to be an element of risk in anything like this, isn't there? And yeah, often exactly. You, I think you get the best projects sometimes when you do really 
go out into the unknown and you know take some yeah. of those risks um yeah so what about um kind of language barriers Do, is there any is there going to be a problem with that are you going to just kind of will there be a translator or yeah i'm not i'm not too concerned about language barriers because um the only afghan people i'll really be communicating will be within the afghanistan national institute of music um and well zora mostly um and most of them have their, their english is pretty good and i'll have the music director with me who's english um who works with them on a day-to-day -day basis okay. so yeah th th there'll be plenty of sort of translators present i'm not bringing a specific one but i know that there'll be a lot of people there who can translate and the, the Zora girls that I have spoken to over Facebook and stuff that we've we've found it very easy to communicate. Okay, because you, so you're going to do some interviews with some of the girls from the choir from yeah, the orchestra. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that, yeah. That's awesome. Are you planning that, or are you going to just kind of play it by ear and? I've got a list of questions. You have okay. Sure. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. To what what I really want to achieve is I want to achieve an interview um, that that feels genuine and feels very engaging. You know, I want to get them at their most relaxed. I'll probably do the interviews towards the end of the tour once they've really got to know me, they're comfortable with me, yeah. and, you know, they, they can completely be themselves. Yeah, definitely. I don't want to get an interview where it's a news team being there, like, so... On the spot, yeah, answer now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to have it very relaxed, go on and, and, and you know, edit it, get, get the best bits where... where they're, they're most themselves. Yeah. I think that would be really, really great. And so what do you think the impact of you going over there to do this will be? Like to film this documentary and to record this piece of music with the orchestra. What are your hopes for the outcome? Well, um, I hope that a lot of people watch the music video. I hope that a lot of people buy the song um, that will be available on all platforms like iTunes and things like that. Um, all the money from that is going to Zora's fund, um, strictly non-profit for me. Um, first and foremost, I want um, I want people to know about Zora. I want people to know about about what's going on over there. I, I want them to know the importance of of fighting for equality. Um, I want to fight against this idea of feminism um being being man hating and all these kinds of things and actually show that it is relevant in the world extremely relevant in the world yeah. right now um and kind of put put feminism back in the good light that it's been taken away from with the kind of uh feminazi phenomenon we've kind of had in the, in the yeah. last few years yeah um and secondly i want to i you know, I say I say there's no profit in me if, in it for me. Um, there, there's no, there's certainly no monetary um, profit in it for me. But the profit that is in it for me is exposure um, that this project will be recognised that I did something good. That it's uh, the end result, the documentary and the music video. That something that was enjoyed. That that the documentary gets televised and gets does well in the film festivals and competitions and that would mean that I get a bigger following, which means I can do more projects like this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I want to go on with this project. I want to work with 
people with mental health issues, with, with dementia, I want to work with cultures all over the world, um, I want to work in all different genres, I want to raise awareness and I want to raise money for as many charities, as many causes as I possibly can through music, simply bringing people together and breaking down barriers, basically. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, I like um, the, way, mm. the way that you phrase that. Um, I mean, it's 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 inspiring stuff, and hopefully, the the documentary and the, the music that comes out of it will inspire other people to do the same. Um, what what would you say that it is that drives you to to do this? Um, obviously, you talk about that you want to make a difference and that you want to have a positive impact on things. But what is it that keeps you going, kind of every day? If you're if you're going through times where it's a little bit difficult or you're struggling, you know, to motivate mm. yourself, what would you say that it is mm. that that really pushes you along? Yeah, wow, that's uh, it's, that's an interesting question. Um, I really, really love music, um, okay. <laughs> and that's I love a good people. Place to start. And I'm, yeah, that that's a good place to start. I'm happiest when I'm in the studio, working on recording anything, uh, and, and writing music, and creating art, editing videos, and meeting people. You know. That's, that's what I love doing and if there's any way that I can live my life doing that as much as possible then I'm happy really. Um, it, it, it is hard. I Personally I struggle with, um, with a lot of anxiety issues and uh, I have depression and uh, I, th I think they said I've got something like borderline personality disorder or something like that. Right. So I do have days where I can't get out of bed or I have days where I can't talk to anybody or I can't see the positive in anything at all. Um, but the thing is, I think that that's kind of how I work. I'm either on or off. So I hide away when everything's negative. But then when I'm on, I'm my emotions are very, um, very amplified. So yeah. I don't like people. I love people. You know what right, I mean? Right. I, 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 um, I feel very, very great emotions all the time. And motivated I, I get so much out of out of making people happy and making a difference in the world um, and that that is my main motivation really and hopefully as a byproduct from that I can I can build up a portfolio and outside of four bar collective I want to be a composer and a voiceover artist and a producer and all these kinds of things and four bar collective is essentially my calling card this is where I put all the work in and it's you know uh, a lot more altruistic and I don't make money out of it but people can see what I'm doing and right. if they like my music and they have a business or a movie or a TV show or an audio book that they you know a book they want to be recorded then then they can come to me and I can make a living from that and that can support me to, to eat and sleep yeah and, uh, and keep on doing four bar as well makes sense so that's sort of the uh, yeah. four bar collective is kind of the the building blocks for you to kind of get to yeah. where you want to be I guess yeah and it also gives me purpose you know I, I really need that sense of purpose I think greatly what going back to what I was saying about the anxiety and depression and things like that is uh, I don't know I'm very aware that I have a very limited time of being alive on the earth yeah. you know what I mean like this is my window of existence um, and I want to do something different with it I want to be creative with it I don't want to 
just just sort of be confined to the rules you know i didn't didn't want to say right okay this is the career you can do i wanted to make my own career yeah and i wanted that career to make people happy and i wanted it to, to bring people together and make music you know so four bar collective gives me a reason to get out of bed in the morning and gives me a reason to to push through um any of my personal problems and, and and do something good in the world with my life i think in a lot of ways if you you know people that particularly creative people that have those down days it really like you said it amplifies the up days and so you're like mm. I feel incredible I want to use this as much as I can because I know it might not last and I want to yeah. do as much good as I can um, so it makes a lot of sense um, in terms of going your own path which you just talked about I, I guess it's it is a career path for you but it's also a creative pursuit um, what is something that you've been doing um perhaps over the last six to 12 months that's really worked for you in progressing in your career and, and in your creative venture? Um, something that you might recommend to other people looking to get involved with new projects, for example? Hmm. Yeah, um, I would say the best thing I would say is getting out of your bedroom and getting out into the world and meeting people really sorry let, let me let me rephrase that i kind of thinking while talking there kind of slowed me down <laughs> more thoughts going on in my head than are coming out of my mouth <laughs> do you you mean kind um, of doing rather than thinking about doing yes yes um don't uh, yeah you know what not putting limitations on yourself. I said in a recent um, Facebook Live video about PR. I've always told myself that I can't do PR work that because you know I you know I get anxious and I, I don't like phoning people and all these kinds of things. Um, and I just just decided well I've got to do it. I've got to do it. So you know what? I'm actually amazing at PR. I'm the best at PR. <laughs> you know I just told myself that, and I just started working really really hard and just started pushing it and. I, I don't know why I've never done it before. I think the only thing that stopped me was was a little voice in my head telling me that I couldn't. Just yeah, um, your own self doubt. Yeah, exactly. And if you if you can break past, break down those self doubts, then you really can achieve so much more. And have you ever read the book Yes Man or seen the film with Jim Carrey? I've seen the film. That, I've not read the book. Yeah, that film um, pushed me a, a lot of times in my life, not just recently, but in the past as well. When I feel like things are slowing down. I, I sometimes do a little bit of a yes man, you know, <laughs> where, yeah, no, so if, if any kind of opportunity comes up and it scares me, um, I'll say yes. You know, everything yeah. in my head goes, no, I don't want to do that. I'm completely uncomfortable with doing that. And I'm like, yep, I'll be there. I'll do it. I'll film this thing, you yeah, know. I definitely and believe if, in if that somebody well. says, yeah, yeah. And if, 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 if somebody says to me, say I'm doing a voiceover job, um, or, or, or a composition or anything, it, you know, say, say if, if, if somebody said, can you compose for me a, a deathcore track? I, I haven't spent much time researching deathcore music or playing it, but I would say, yes, yes, I can. Yeah. And I would go away and I would make it happen. You know, if somebody said, Absolutely, I want you yeah. to talk in an American accent, like, can you do an American accent? I'd be like, uh, yeah, sure. Then I go away, I would learn the accent, and I would try out. and pull it off. You yeah, know? exactly. And that, that's how, how work comes in. A, a lot of the time, by giving yourself that deadline, essentially, you, you work a lot harder because it's like, right, I've only yeah. got this small amount of time, I can do this. Or exactly. either you can or you can't. I guess you soon find out if you jump in at the deep end. Um, it's definitely a good way to be. Yeah. 
So what regarding this upcoming project, what have been some of the greatest barriers so far? Um, and what do you, I mean, you've already talked about some of your concerns, but mostly you're quite optimistic about going over there. Um, have there been mm. any, any barriers or has it all been quite smooth so far? Oh, <laughs> yeah, there, there, there's always going to be a lot of barriers with, um, with projects like this. Um, the biggest issue I've had is working with other people. That's been a really, really big issue. Um, usually I work by myself with everything. You know, I, I like to have full control over it because I find, I mean, I love collaborating with people for, for this, you know, for the sake of the project. That's what the project is. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of strange for me to say that I like working alone. Um, but when it comes to the product coming out, I, I cannot stand having to wait um, for s somebody else's work ethic right. uh, because, you know, if, if I need something for them and there's a deadline coming up and I haven't heard back from them and I haven't heard back from them, there's so much stress involved with that. Um, it, you know, it, it really, really slows things down. And the thing is, is everybody has a different perspective on life and how things are done. And my kind of view on, on how to get something done is just do the do the best thing you can with what you've got be creative you know like I, I the amount of times i've had to make mic stands out of broomsticks or something or <laughs> something like that yeah just anything around me i'll just just, just bodge it together you know what i mean yeah. yeah um and a lot of people a lot of people that you see have a lot of have the money behind them and they have all the gear, but no idea. You know what I mean? They don't have that creative eye. What would be wonderful is if I had all the gear, you know, <laughs> or, or, or more creative people had all the gear and, and the creative eye, but that's often not the case. Um, so some people that you'll want to work with, they will have a lot of requirements. I need this, I need this, I need this, I yeah. need this. And the budget suddenly goes 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000. And working by myself, it's, I, I really don't need very much at all. Um, so that, that has been the biggest kind of hurdle really in organizing it. Um, so I, I met up with, with a, a videographer recently and she's, she's, she's been, uh, she's, she's been to Afghanistan, done projects like this. She's very, very brilliant. Um, not going to say her name, but, um, she, she was kind of saying to me, she was like, well, do you have the $25,000 for this post editing part? and you know a uh, studio here and do you have the twenty thousand dollars to to pay these sound engineers to do this and blah 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 and it's and all this i was like no nope <laughs> and she was like well you can't do it then well how's it how's, how's it going to happen uh. and it's like i'll do it in my bedroom <laughs> you know <laughs> and yeah you could say that that is a very amateur uh which it is i i am I an amateur um, producer i am an amateur composer filmmaker everything really but at the end of the day, the, the quality of what I put out, I'm, I'm very happy yeah, with. Yeah, th that's kind um, of the future of a lot of videography and, and you know, YouTubers and stuff. Exactly. At home these days. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where there's a will, there's a way is, yeah. is my perspective on it. Um, and that, that, that's that been the biggest hurdle, really, in a nutshell, is people telling me that it can't be done or trying to make me believe it can't be done for reasons that only exist in their sort yeah. of worldview. You know, it's just it. it, it I've, I've decided it's possible, so I'm going to make sure it's possible in any yeah. way. Yeah, you know? no, that's awesome. And 
yeah, it, it sounds like a very, very big project, but if you actually break it down, it's not really, you know, writing the song, that's, that's what I do generally, getting in touch with them, social media makes that so easy these days, flying over there, you're just going onto Skyscanner and buying yeah. a flight, you know, booking accommodation, you're just booking accommodation, you've done it all before. If you break it down step by step, there's actually nothing too intimidating about it. And if you look at the big picture, if you look at it as a headline, I'm flying off to Kabul on my own, you know, a known sort of uh, city that's been torn apart by war. That that sounds very, very intimidating. But one step at a time, it's, it's nice, really. Yeah, no, that's a really sensible way to look at it. Um, I guess you could apply that mm. to all kinds of pursuits like this. Um, that was something that I was going to mention, because obviously to talk about the trip and you know, how long are you going to stay for and when are you going to come home and, and what you set out to achieve. A lot of the time things don't go quite as they're intended to, which it sounds like you're prepared for and you're just going to take it as it comes. Mm. Um, I guess the experience is, is going to change your perspective a little bit um, because the situation there in reality is going to be quite different to what we're permitted access to, you know, on, on the internet. Are you mm. open to staying longer? Are you open to extended projects? Um or is there a next step that requires you to be home by a certain point? Like, do you have a deadline? Um, no, I haven't set myself any deadlines in that way. Um, I, I have an open-ended ticket um, so that if something does go wrong, I get there, the electricity's out, and they, they don't know when it's coming back on, or we don't get all the footage we need, um, then I'll change my flight and I'll come back a few days later. Yeah, so I'm going to keep it open over there. So, as you probably know, the, the Stereo Stickman website is one that aims to reach out and connect with musicians from all over the world, similar to yourself, but what we do is we review music, um, we put together interviews such as this, uh, we put out articles and content about how to develop your craft as a musician, um, how to get gigs, how to build an audience, how to record your own music, that kind of thing. Basically anything that seems mm. like it would be useful from, from our perspective as musicians. Um, as a musician yourself and a composer, what do you see as the greatest opportunities for musicians and artists just starting out at the moment? And what advice can you give to those wondering in which direction they should go in? Yeah, um, my advice to young musicians who are just starting out would be to have a really open mind and experiment with... that. With, there, there are so many different jobs in the music industry that you you won't be aware of when you start out it's been a real journey for me and i've i've dipped my toes into ev any everything from from roadieing tour managing to composing to foley to you know it, it goes on and on and on um and you never know what industry it might be that 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 you end up loving you know um so my my producer who uh who who worked with me on on the sister piece um he his background is in sort of pop punk kind of blink one eight two. Um, it's called Tom Biggs, and at the moment he's doing hip hop uh, as as a drummer. And he said to me the other day, he's an amazing hip hop drummer now, and he said, I never I never imagined that I would be listening to hip hop all the time and, and writing hip hop instrumentals and things <laughs> like that. And you know, it, he could have had a closed mind about it and been you know this is my genre, this is pop punk, this is, this is what yeah. I, I want to do. But he, he, somebody said, do you, do, do you want to drum, do drums for a rapper? And he was like, yes, yes I will. And so he got into that and discovered that he absolutely nice. loved it. Um, and so I think that's a very good way to be, is, is to keep, keep that open mind. 
um, and be open to every opportunity that comes your way and create as many opportunities for yourself as you possibly can. Um, get out there. Um, I say this all the time, but get out your bedroom, go and network, go and meet people, go to gigs. When you go, when you go and see a band, talk to the band afterwards um, and search the internet, you know, find ways to get yourself out there, find ways to be original. Look at what everybody else is doing and then think of how you can do it differently, you know? Because if everybody's going on there as a singer-songwriter and just posting their, their video of them with a guitar in front of their computer, that's, that's probably not going to work unless your song is absolutely exceptional. Find, find, think outside the box and find an original way to put it out, you know? Think of, um, think of unique things that you can do that will make you stand out from the rest. Right, so you advise to kind of just start doing and start documenting what you're doing and trying different things rather than sitting at home trying to work it out and waiting for an epiphany, I guess. Yeah, yeah, just, just experiment and, and just, just try all sorts of different things. And, uh, yeah... Push yourself to epiphanies by going out and experiencing the world, I would say. Amazing. Well, that's great <laughs> advice. Thank you. Um, so there's still a few weeks left on the Kickstarter campaign, I think. Um, I'll let everyone know the links to that. Um, have you got a flight booked already? Are you already sorted? As to, I know you don't want to reveal when you're going, but do you know? I yeah I, yeah uh, I do I do have the flight booked um, but the money for the Kickstarter will help me out yeah. a lot with equipment and security so you know if people are kind of thinking oh well it's going to happen regardless um, it'll happen a lot better if you uh, help me out with the Kickstarter and it's a very good way for people to get involved um, because there's a lot of people out there who feel very frustrated when they read about all these things you know you hear about about oppression of of women and and, and of everybody really in, in in some countries and you can't you feel like you can't do anything about it um, and with some charities you don't know where your money's going with this you know exactly where your money's going so it's a way for people to get involved and 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 be a part of of promoting women's rights and equality and fighting against extremism fighting against terror um, and promoting talent and love and happiness, you know, and it, there, there aren't very many opportunities that you see out there for that. So Absolutely. that's, that's the opportunity that's there if you want to contribute. Yeah, definitely. No, I think, I think it's incredible what you're doing. And I think that's what drew my attention to it originally was just, wow, this is really something special. Um, you know, and, and there are risks Thank involved, you. but that's part of what makes it so special. And it's so important as well. Um, I really mm. hope everything goes as smoothly as, as it can. Um, I can't wait to see the footage and hear what they do with the song as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So lots of luck to you. I'm so yeah. excited. It's, it's gonna, do you know how long <laughs> you're going to be over there, roughly? or Roughly a week. Okay, okay. So it's quite a short time to kind of get everything done and, and get back. Um, what about editing? Are you going to come back and do that from home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get back and do that all from home. Um, and then get onto it and then then it's just about getting it all out there and doing as many interviews and pushing it as as, as much yeah, as I can. Yeah definitely hopefully we can um, catch up with you again at some point in the future and have a little sort of post-event chat to see how everything's gone yeah. um, but thank you so much for your time today yeah. I really really appreciate it um, and all the best thank with you the project. very much you're very welcome. If you'd like to get involved with Dan's project and help out, please do. You can head over to the 4Bar Collective website. That's the number 4barcollective.com. You can search for Fighting Extremism with Music on Kickstarter and pledge your support there. 
You can also find and follow the project on Facebook and Twitter. That's facebook.com slash 4 Collective. And the Twitter handle is at 4 Collective. It is set to be a pretty incredible documentary, so it's well worth getting on board with. Make sure you don't miss out. And all the best to Dan and Zora for the upcoming collaboration. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate your time. I hope you enjoyed the session. And to see us out is the incredible composition that we've just been talking about. This is Sister by Dan Blackwell. <laughs>